You guys, thank you again for joining in to Arthur Pearly Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys, make sure you share this podcast. Subscribe to it also. We're reading our final chapter of 1 Peter chapter 4. You guys, subscribe to my YouTube. Also, that's Gene Martin, 1681. And um, here we go. 1 uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 1. We're reading... From the NLT version, it says, Now a word to you who are elders in the church. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. This is Peter writing, okay? He's writing to the leaders, to the elders. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. Uh, the uh, Peter is writing here. He says he's writing to the pastors, the leaders. He said, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. It's not by the law that we that, uh, that we're to be led, that you lead people, but it's by um, our lifestyle, right? It's by our lifestyle being that light. We follow others as they follow Christ, right? Okay, in verse 4, 1 Peter 5, 4, NLT, it says, And when the great shepherd appears, which is Jesus Christ, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. It says, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves in humility, as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, first uh, five and six. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God or mighty hand of God. And at the right time, he will lift, up, lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. One translation says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Right? So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will, he will, uh, he will promote you, right? But give all your worries, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares about you. Listen here. This is the word of the Lord. He tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Right? And in due season, he will promote us. He will lift us up. He's telling us, he said, cast all your cares. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares, your worries, your cares, your fears, your anxieties. Cast them all upon the Lord. How do we cast our cares upon the Lord? We cast our cares upon the Lord through prayer. Right? And we leave it there. Trusting and believing that he's going to do exactly what he said he would do. Right? So we want to cast our cares upon the Lord. Stay alert, he says in verse 8. Uh, 1 Peter 5 and 8, NLT, he says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. The devil cannot just devour anyone. This is why he has to look. He's going around like a roaring lion. The devil is not to be feared. We have power and authority over our enemy. Jesus gave us, he, he uh, took the keys of death, hell, and everything from the devil. He took his keys. He's given us the keys. We have authority. We have authority over the enemy. He has given us the authority. 
And whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what shall we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right? We have authority, power, and authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. They that believe, they can lay hands on the sick, they can cast out devils, right? If we drink anything deadly or poison, it will not hurt us, right? We have power and authority. We tell the devil where to go and what to do, right? He does not tell us. We tell him using the word of God in the name of Jesus because that's the authority. By the authority, by the power and the authority that has been invested in us as believers, we have power and authority over the enemy, right? We tell him where to go. We tell him what to do. And that's just what it is. He says, uh, he's not a lying. He goes around pretending to be one. His, what is it the devil want from you? He wants to make you believe that God's word is not true. He wants to steal the word from us. Okay. He wants to steal the word of God from us through doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. He wants us to believe that God is telling us a lie and that he is telling us the truth. He's looking for someone to devour. Someone who's not sober, someone who's not alert, someone who's not, who does not have the word of God in their heart, right? Because if we don't believe the word of God, then he's, we're in a war without a weapon. We are at war. It has been declared. We are in a spiritual warfare. War has been declared. It never stopped. The war that was in heaven between God and the devil and when God cast the old serpent down to the earth, the war is still going. And he's at war with the children of God. We are Christ's representatives in the earth. We are his ambassadors. We are his ministers or reconciliators. As he is, so are we. So we are, can you get that? That we're in a war. We're in a spiritual war. And we have got to arm ourselves. We got to put on the whole armor of God because we know we do not fight a war without gear. Look at the military. They got the, 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 the helmets on. They got the uh, bulletproof vests. They dressed in their camouflage clothes. I mean, they got their gear. They got their military gear. They got their boots. They got their belts. They got their guns, their, their weapons. They're ready for war. And that's how we have to be ready for war with the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteous, the belts of truth, and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. And But most of all, as well, we have to have the sword of the spirit because all this gear on is good, but if we don't have a weapon, we still don't have a way to defend ourselves. This is so important that we get come back to the word of God. A lot of us are living off of yesterday's manner. We're living off Bible sermons that we were taught years ago. The truth of the matter is a lot of us, we're not even reading the word anymore. We're really not. We're listening to other people preach. We're listening to other people teach. And that's good because we need it all. Every joint supplies a need. But in addition to that, we have got to sit down because there's no shortcuts. No one can do your homework for us. I'm going to have to get out, sit down and get in it and read it for myself. And we need to read it for ourselves. We need The Bible says in the book of Acts that the people, after the Apostle Paul finished teaching, they would go home and they would read the word to see for themselves, to see if what he was saying was true. You need to go back behind what I'm saying and read it and make sure that what I'm saying is true. Make sure that I'm reading it the right way, right? We need to 
We have to get the word of God into our own heart. I know I'm sensing the urgency from the Holy Spirit saying, come back to him, come back to him, come back to him. It's more to it than going to the building. I'm talking about relationship. Come back to the word. God and his word is one. When we don't know the word, when we don't spend time with the word, we're not spending time with God, right? It's more to it than prayer. We need to actually, we need to read, pray fast, Fast, pray, and read the Word of God. It has to get it in our heart. We're not studying for a sermon. We're not studying to teach. I don't know about you, but I'm studying to live. And this is my journey with Jesus. And I'm just inviting you guys to come in so we can sup and fellowship because iron, shop and iron. So please leave your comment so I can I can glean from what you say, Right? When we come together, one have a psalm, one have a hymn, one have a spiritual psalm. Come, let's sup, let's fellowship. Iron, shopping, iron, right? So we're on 1 Peter 10. Oh, let me finish. 9, let's go back to 8. He says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a ruined lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Stand firm against him. And be strong in your faith. This is what the word of the Lord is saying. 1 Peter 5, 4. He says, stand firm against him. Who's that? The adversary, the devil, who's going about like a roaring lion. We're to stand against him. Stand firm. Stand firm in the word. And be strong in your faith. Hold fast to the confession of our faith. Do not, under any circumstances, allow the devil to steal the word of God out of your heart through doubt and unbelief. He says, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. You're not the only one that's dealing with the devil. You're not the only one that's suffering persecution. You're not the only one um, going through. We're all going through something, you know. So hold fast. He said, stand firm. And be strong in your faith. When the devil comes, stand firm and hold fast. Because he's looking for someone who's not standing firm. He's looking for someone who's not strong in their faith. These are the ones he's looking to devour. Uh, First Peter, get into a church. Get into a good, good Bible reading church. First Peter 5 and 10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered, oh Lord Jesus... Listen to this. This is the word of the Lord. It says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. That's how we're going to share in eternal glory because of what Christ did, right? So he says, listen to this. So after you have suffered, he said, just a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation All power to him forever. Amen. Listen to that. He said, after you've suffered a little while, he said he's going to restore you. Everything the devil stole from you, he's going to support you. He's going to strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. What a promise. Hold on to that. That's 1 Peter 5 and 10. Hold on to the, the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. I'm finished. I'm almost finished. I'm on chapter, on verse 12. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I commend, commend to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you 
and to assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. Listen here. I want to encourage you that what you what, what we're experiencing is truly part of God's grace and that we're to stand firm in the grace. God's grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Whatever the Lord has allowed you to come to, he will bring you through. His grace is sufficient. So stand firm in your faith. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. Do not let the devil steal the word from your heart. Verse 13, he says, your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings and so does my son Mark. Greet each other with a kiss of love. Peace be with all of you who are in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is the word of the Lord. This is the conclusion of the book of 1 Peter. We just ended it here. You guys um, be blessed. Be so encouraged. And remember, like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to my podcast page. Hit like and share. Let's share the word of the Lord, the written rhema word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.